Boom! And we're back! What's up, guys? It's March 1st, 2020, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. We are back. Episode 247 of Kicking It With The King is your host, Gabriel Hernandez. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of Kicking It With The Motherfucking King post um, less than 24 hours from the last episode, and the funny part about it was that, you know, as I started recording that, and by the time, you know, after my nap, I took a nap after the podcast earlier, uh, or no, yesterday, after the podcast, I took a nap, and, you know, I kind of lagged on releasing the episode, I had it all set up and ready to publish and stuff like that, but I didn't put it out till later, so it kind of contradicted with the fights, and I released it kind of towards when the fights are sort of ended, so... I don't know if that was confusing. That would have been confusing for me personally as a person because of, you know, the fact that I released it. I released it right like right towards when the fights were over. So, you know, I could have briefly been talking about the fights and stuff like that that happened. But no, that's not the case. That was pre-fight. And this is post-fight. So, um, like I said, um, we're here to talk about the post-fights and anything else that comes up with that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. Like I said, it's good to be back. I think two podcasts on the weekends is fun, man, for sure. I mean, I like to I like to release podcasts during the week, and we will release one during the week, I think, on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. If not, I'm sorry. I apologize, and, and, and we can go from there. But um, my opinion, I think we should. I like as many podcast episodes as we can. So, like I said, it's March 1st already. Tell me why the fuck I thought it was already April. Why is my mind moving faster than time is going? Why am I rushing things? Why are people calling, saying that I look older than the age I am? Are you trying to make me older? Are you trying to make me fall into a midlife crisis? Motherfuckers. It's crazy. Things are crazy. Not as crazy as today's show is going to be, though. Like I said, I appreciate you guys for joining us here on this episode of Kicking It With The King. I was going to title it Segments. I was going to add an official number to this podcast. I did call this a UFC Raleigh post-show. Is it Raleigh? I feel like they went to Raleigh last year, and I remember trying to pronounce his fucking name. Raleigh, Raleigh. I had to fucking go into Siri. I had to ask Siri how to fucking spell that shit when I was typing it that I was going to be doing a podcast on at 11 p.m. Eastern time. We're 15, maybe 17 minutes early, but better late than never. Um, quickly, ladies and gentlemen, before we begin, as always, we are available on iTunes. Um, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, all the major podcast providers, not SoundCloud, sadly, because I'm not paying m- money to produce a podcast that I do for free, ladies and gentlemen. So you can go fuck off with all the rest of that, even though SoundCloud is a good place, but a lot of people don't really use SoundCloud as much, in my opinion, do they? Do people even use SoundCloud? Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we're available everywhere you go. Anywhere you get your podcast, um, sometimes I do post the links. I do give you an option on Snapchat to slide up. You slide up the screen and you get to listen to the links directly. But I prefer for you guys to listen to it in the podcast, the podcast app. Therefore, you can go back. You don't have to go right back to there. You use a, you're using Snapchat to listen to the show or anything like that, using the links and stuff like that. It's not going to work, ladies and gentlemen. You got to use the app. 
it uses apps in my opinion for the iPhone, Android, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, you're able to the show is accessible as many as well as many of the other episodes of any other podcast are available too. So I think you guys should do that. So um, one more one more thing, uh, visit our podcast page. If you want to visit our podcast homepage directly, you can visit at www.anchor.fm/kwtkpod. If you want to contribute and support the show, if you want. I don't give a fuck if you do or if you don't. I love the support either way, and I'm humble and, and appreciative of it any way that it goes. Anchor.fm slash pod forward slash support. And you can follow us quickly before we begin on Instagram and Twitter at kwtkpod, both on Twitter and Instagram and G the King MMA on Twitter and Instagram as well. And so let's go back to what I was saying about, you know, releasing the podcast kind of in the middle of the fights and stuff like that. I kind of felt like that was bad timing. I feel like I could have done better when it comes to that shit. But um, better late than never, ladies and gentlemen. So like I said, UFC, was it UFC Raleigh? Was it UFC Raleigh or was it not? What was the fight night that it was yesterday? What was the fight night that it was yesterday? All these fucking... Fight nights in different states and different places. I'm just like, oh my god, I don't. Oh man, damn. Um, just seen a post from Joseph Benavidez, and if you do know now that um, just Benavidez loses to Davis and Figueroa by KO in the second round. Very unfortunate news. Very, I mean, not, not very unfortunate. I mean, it's unfortunate for Benavidez. But that brings me into saying that um, the talks about talking about the storyline, right? Yes, you guys remember yesterday, right? We talked about the storyline. We talked about um, the implications, possibly after. Oh no, it's not UFC Raleigh. My fucking bad, ladies and gentlemen. My fucking bad. It's UFC Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia. I don't know. I said Raleigh. UFC Raleigh, my fucking bad. I must have been fucking high or something like that. But UFC Norfolk, we'll be talking about UFC Norfolk. But okay, so back to what I was saying about the um the, the outcomes. Okay, so Davison Figueroa defeats Joseph Benavides by KO. What did I say on the last episode? I said that you know there's a storyline for if Joseph Benavides won, and a lot of fans are pointing towards Benavides. To be victorious. They were pointing towards him to be the one who wins. Who finally realizes that UFC Championship. After two failed attempts. Both very close fights. Not the second one. The second one Joseph was finished by Demetrius Johnson. The first one was very close. A lot of people thought he won that. It was a lot closer than a lot of people thought. And other than that. Justin Benavidez only lost to Henry Cejudo. Controversial. Uh, The first fight with Demetrius. Controversial. And you know the Sergio Pettis fight. Which was one sided. I mean, you look at, like I said yesterday, looking after what Sergio Pettis is doing now, there's no shame in losing to them. So, a lot of people were banking on the storyline for Joseph Benavidez to beat Davis and Ferguerero because he missed weight. And, you know, to be honest with you, I changed bets because of the fact that he missed weight. But if you look at some people historically that have missed weight, they're the ones that won. 
Stevenson is a dangerous guy. He has knockout power in every shot. He's devastating. His power on the is his power. He, he he has some godforsaken power, and he's a dangerous dude, man. He's championship level material, and he showed that against Joseph Benavides. I'm just sitting back here thinking, God damn it, Gabriel! Why the fuck did you not keep that bet, ladies and gentlemen? I changed my bet. Last minute, because Ben, uh, not Benavides, Figueroa missed weight, and I was pissed. You heard me go off on people for missing weight yesterday, right? You remember me saying that, right? I got pissed. I got mad. I was upset. And yeah, he missed weight. Bitch, make weight, motherfucker. He declares himself the champion. That's what he said in the post-fight. No, you're not the champion. I mean, he deserves that spot. But how can people go into a world title fight missing weight, not, not absolutely sacrificing everything? It's not a fucking normal fight. This is a fight for the championship. This is a championship-level fight. You go home with no belt now because you missed weight. And that's got to be, that's gotta be uh, chaotic. That's got to be um, devastating. That's got to be, uh, uh, what is it? You know, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? People are, I, I said it yesterday on the podcast, I was talking about it, um, cr crucial, it was crucial, okay, so it's crucial that Benavidez wins, so there's still somewhat of a storyline, uh, I posted a tweet on Twitter yesterday saying that even, I, I couldn't even remember any of the people that were in flyweight other than Davis and Figueroa, I think like a couple other people too, but none of them, none of them come to mind, like I said yesterday, 135 and up is absolutely stunning, 135 is absolutely on fire, 135, 145, 155, 170, 185, 205, mm, somewhat heavyweight, I guess, if you want to consider it that, but, you know, there's nothing really popping at 125, that's why, I mean, Divas and Figueroa wins, obviously, it's, it's like a regular fight, there's almost have to pretend that there's no belt on the line, there wasn't any belt on the line on this Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, whatever the fuck it is, wherever it is that you're listening to, um, by the time you listen to this, it might be in the afternoon, it might be in the morning, and, and shit like that, but uh, Divas uh, won, and for anybody that doesn't get this anybody that's new because there's a couple people that i have pushed this podcast on that may not understand or, or, or understand the points of where i'm coming from davidson figueroa won but he didn't win a championship belt so the whole point the whole purpose was just to crown a new flyweight champion and i seen a couple people say that oh why did they have a backup why didn't they have a backup it was reported that they did uh call e mccall they called Ian McCall, no pun intended, that's his last name, McCall, they, they had contacted Ian McCall to make weight on, 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 on a certain amount of hours notice, but, you know, that didn't come to fruition, um, Davidson made, um, didn't make weight, but, you know, that fight was on, and it's gotta suck, man, and there's a little part of me that says, that's gotta fucking suck, but Benavidez is one of the best in the world, and, you know, very unfortunate, you know, a lot of people love Benavidez, not because of his fighting style, just because of the person that he is, because of his amazing wife, his very beautiful wife, very talented wife, um, you know, uh, correspondent, you know, she's a, com not commentator, but, you know, she does the interviews, and um, a lot of the, you know, she a lot, of, she's very involved in the UFC, the, 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 a lot of the big events and stuff like that, and, you know, like, when the, on the, during the fighters walkout sometimes, occasionally, she does the, she does a commentary on when they come out from the walkouts occasionally, and, 
you know, Megan O'Leary is one of the most talented uh, female uh, broadcasters in the world. I mean, I, I love seeing them, and uh, I love seeing female broadcasters on the UFC, in the UFC booth, and it makes me think, like, you know, there's all these amazing commentary, comment, commentators, excuse me, in the UFC, in the UFC octagon, and not UFC octagon, excuse me, I'm like, you know, just on the broadcast, you're the post-fight interviews, pre-fight interviews, whatever it is, you know, I would like to see more female commentators or something like that, you know, that'd be cool, but there's not really a lot of retired female athletes more so versus men, because women weren't really a part of mixed martial arts when the UFC originally started and stuff like that, but it'd be cool to see a little bit of a reversal and have it like a little bit of women commentators, like, you know, kind of divide it a little bit, so women commentators, men commentators, but, you know, we gotta appreciate people like Laura Sanko, Megan O'Leary, Rochelle Leah back in the day, they're all amazing, man. So it, it it was pretty it's pretty cool to see her like that, but you know heartbreaking to see Benavidez lose in the mount uh, in the position that he did lose. I mean, this is this fight game is unforgettable, man, and just like it hurts, it hurts, it really hurts to see him lose. I don't know why this one hurts because I mean, I remember watching him in the beginning WBC days. I mean, the first fight was Demetrius Johnson and. You know, um, him on the Ultimate Fighter, and you know, I mean, he's been through so much. He's he had a, such a long career, and you know, it sucks to see that he loses. Man, I mean, a lot of love and support go towards his way, regardless of if he's a fighter or if he's just a father. Not a father. He's father of his dog. He doesn't have any kids or anything like that. His bio says that on Instagram, dad to a dog. And, He's a husband to Megan Olivia, and they're they're an amazing couple, and they've been together for so long, and he's just such an amazing uh, you know, outcome. Um, I just got something I'm reminded of, and I got to talk about this in a second. Let me respond to this message. Yeah, faster text. Um. Okay, so like I said, let's go back to what I was saying. My phone's charging real fast now. My phone was dying. My phone was dead um, because I was playing Call of Duty, ladies and gentlemen. And like I said, I keep playing the Call of Duty mobile on my phone. And um, I'm trying to get to zombies. And zombies is level 15. And I started yesterday. So I'm trying to get to level 15 so I can play zombies with people online. Let me just tell you, people aren't, aren't as nearly coherent on mobile as they are on the actual PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and stuff like that. But thank God, it gives me a time to shine. It gives me a time to whoop on some motherfuckers and stuff. It gives me time to rank up my... my there's some good people, don't get me wrong, but it gives me time to rank up my weapons and get my rank up higher so I can unlock more things and, and do more fun things. But that's not what we're talking about. <coughs> um, so let's go back to Davidson Figueroa. He won... He knocked Benavidez out in passive fashion. But that little cloud, ladies and gentlemen, that cloud that the over the, the cloud, there's a cloud hanging over him. With the fact that he didn't make weight. He didn't make weight. Kind of takes a little bit of the shine off. And in speaking of the shine, Henry Cejudo posted to Instagram, hashtag and still. Has picture of both his belts. I mean, yeah, it is and still. I said, yep. Henry Cejudo remains the flyweight champion in a little bit of way. I mean, obviously they stripped it. The flyweight title is vacant, essentially. But storybook-wise, nobody took that belt from Henry. Henry's not going back down at uh, 125. Ariel Hawani said that 
uh, the best thing for uh, would be for them to give the belt back to Henry Cejudo and Figueroa. You know, he fights Figueroa. Hell, Wani, I love you, but Henry's not going back to 125. He's going to fight at 135. He's going to fight Jose Aldo, like we said yesterday. And, uh, you know... I don't think he's ever going to make that. I mean, it's just just the simple fact that he he uh, he's getting older. He's, he he already missed weight at flyweight. Did he miss weight at bantamweight before too, or anything like that? Or am I just tripping? But anyways, like I said, he has a great fight with Jose Aldo coming up. Um, we're not repeating shades of yesterday's podcast, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I know we're talking about very similar things, but just, you know the timing was off. This is why one of the most off timing podcast, like one of the most weird weirdest timing podcasts that we've had. Like we've we did we released a pre pre fight podcast before the fights during when the fights are on so it's kind of confusing to release my pre-thoughts you know thoughts beforehand when the fights are actually happening so i released them towards when the end towards the end of the fights and stuff like that so like i said devious and figure out wins he stopped benavidez the flyweight title remains vacant and it's unfortunate uh let me see who else has missed weight? And I know Romero has missed weight in championship. F oh, yeah. So when Romero knocked out Luke Rockhold, he was capable of winning a belt. He's uncrowned champ. This shit pisses me off because, damn, how the fuck could you not fucking. Oh, some shit fell off my fucking uh, tape, my uh, desk. You heard that fall down? I stepped on a fucking safety pin yesterday, too, ladies and gentlemen. That shit hurt, and I was live. We were live during the show, during the taping of the show, and we did that. But, dude, people missing weight? Come on, man. Romero missed weight against Rockhold. Rockhold, and he knocks Rockhold out in an impressive fashion. No belt. Romero would have already been champion if he didn't miss weight. Figueroa would have made... But would have won a world championship belt with that impressive performance. Come on, man. It's so irritating. I don't know why I get fired up when people miss weight. It's because you look at the historic behind it. This world's crazy. This mixed martial arts world's crazy, ladies and gentlemen. So there's people missing weight like that. That It's just not a good look. I said it yesterday, man. I mean, damn. I mean, it's it, it, it's not that I'm upset. I'm just depressed for them. Like, god damn. If I know that I'm preparing for a championship level fight, I'm re I'm I'm getting considered for a championship fight. I get the contract for a championship fight. First ever title shot for Davis and Figueroa, and he butt fucks it. He sticks his Brazilian cock in the ass of that title. And he fucks it in the ass. And now he doesn't get a title shot. He doesn't make weight. Really aggressive analogy. I sincerely apologize. <coughs> but that's the nature of the game. Same thing with Romero. Or this odd, awkward <coughs> statistic of people make not making weight but still winning. I feel like there should be harsher, harsher penalties for these kinds of things. It just seems like they're rewarded. 
Maybe they're not rewarded because that championship belt not being wrapped around their waist after they delivered a fantastic performance. So let's just brainstorm. Let's just imagine something for a second. Imagine Conor McGregor missing weight against Jose Aldo and he knocks him out in 13 seconds like he did. How would you guys feel? Question to the MMA community. Question to anybody in the world that knows Conor McGregor, that's seen that fight with Conor and Jose Aldo. How the fuck would you feel if Conor missed weight during the fight with Jose Aldo? How would you feel, ladies and gentlemen? This is a debate. We're talking about this live on Kicking It With The Motherfucking King. How would you feel if your favorite fighter missed weight? How would it change up history? How would it change up everything else? That, that This shit fires me up. I hate this. Don't miss weight. You will have a belt around your waist. Don't miss weight, though. Don't miss weight. How do you say that in Spanish? How do you say that in German? How do you say that in Russian? I'll say that in every fucking uh, language that there is. You look at all the divided uh, nationalities and divided cultures of, of the fighters in the world of mixed martial arts. I'll say that in every fucking language. Motherfuckers, don't miss weight. You're missing out on amazing opportunities. This doesn't come from bad intentions. This comes from me wanting to see the best for the fighters. I mean, I don't get this, man. If you're signing up for title shot, don't you want to win that shit? It's not another fight. I mean, some people are okay with that shit. And I guess it's just, you know, when they miss weight, they're just like, whatever. Same thing with Ray Borg. I mean, same thing with Real Romero. They're still killers. Maybe they should just be fighting at a weight class above. How's Figueroa? Figueroa was pretty big, man. You guys think he can make 145? Wait, 145, excuse me, 135. Sorry, I was uh jumping up. I was thinking of the weight class being 135, but you think he can make you think he he should fight at 135. I think he would be better suited. I think what he did was absolutely amazing on Saturday night. Hey, hey no ill will towards any of these fighters, ladies and gentlemen. If you hear me yelling and screaming and getting out of control, that's only because I've smoked a lot of weed and I had a couple drinks before the show. <laughs> and, and fuck you if you're keeping up to date with time. It's 11.01 a.m. Don't fucking judge me. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the last day of the weekend before we go back into hell between Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's going to be hell. So, I'm fired up. We're having a great show. We're having a great time. And that's what we're going to continue to do. And and we're going to continue to do that. And that's exactly what we do. I just get upset because it's like, dude, all these fucking UFC championship worthy fights and title fights and all these great guys. When you get all the people that miss weight and you put it in a pool of people, those are all top tier fighters, right? Ray Borg, Yoel Romero. Can you think of anyone else that's missed weight and lost out? If you can, be sure to tell me. Because it's, it's irritating, man. I'm going to reply to a Snapchat. Uh, this weed's trash. This weed is trash, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and yes, I play... I only started, hold on, I'm talking about Call of Duty, I'm telling my friend right now.
Okay, sorry, we're just responding. Sorry, I'm just finishing these text messages. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're tapping in here, I'm sorry. I was just texting back. You gotta, um, you gotta, uh, what is it? Like I said, you gotta reply back to messages and stuff. You can't ignore messages, especially not when they're great messages. I'm just gonna reply real quick. Sorry. You know, it's a huge dishonor to have your phone while you're on the show. <laughs> Fuck you. There's no fucking rules. Especially not on this podcast that, that, that I produce or put put out by myself. Ladies and gentlemen, I do everything here myself. I don't have a producer. I don't have anyone else. Anything else like that. So I'm going to do all these different things and be able to do whatever the fuck it is I want. Okay, so now we talked about um, Figueroa uh, missing weight, and now we, we, I don't know what's next for the flyweight division. To be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, so it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. And a lot of people were nervous about the potential of the division being shut down. I don't know, nor do I think it's going to be shut down. There's just really no storylines, man. That division has always kind of been a little bit, um, you know, in danger, especially when Mighty Mouse was obviously the champion and stuff like that. And, you know, Henry C.J. Dillshaw dropped down to 125 and, you know, had that fight with Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo saves the flyweight division. Henry uh, T.J. Dillshaw was, was destined to come and take that belt from Henry and, and, you know, shut down the flyweight division. Henry was trying to save the division. Henry knocks DJ TJ Dillashaw out in the first round. He spoils TJ's plans. So now we look at what we've got now, and we see uh, that, you know, Henry's still the champion at 125, and he defended it against TJ Dillashaw in the same year. He, he did make weight last year for 125. I don't know. That's a speculation for me saying that Henry isn't going to make 125 again. But I just don't think there are any any fights. There's no reason for him to make 125. There's no reason for him to cut that weight. There's no reason for him to come get back down and do that and stuff like that. So, I mean, I really don't know what's next. Um, Figueroa versus Henry is a good fight. But, you know, right now, like I said, you look at that log jam. At 135 pounds, I mean, even though the winner of Henry or not uh, Figueroa versus Benavides, I don't know if they were gonna get a guaranteed shot at Henry Cejudo, and there really would really have it was been it would have been a good storyline for Benavides to finally realize the UFC championship belt, but really behind it, there's no meaning behind it. You can't really defend your belt. There's nobody really at flyweight. It would just been a good trophy for your career and stuff like that. All respects to Benavides. I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying like right now there's really nothing at flyweight. But you know, it would have been a good capital he would have been able to get that belt and probably retire, ladies and gentlemen, in reality. But um, going from that to some very, very amazing performances by Megan Anderson, both and Felicia Spencer, who respectively won their fights, um, both were slated to win. A lot of people thought they were going to win. Um, Felicia Spencer looks absolutely amazing. Megan Anderson 
who looked absolutely amazing. So now, uh, we're, we're not here to talk about performances or breaking anything down like that. We're here to talk about what's next. We're here to create storylines. What's next for the champion, Amanda Nunes? Is it Felicia Spencer or is it Megan Anderson? we got to talk about what would make a better storyline. What would be a better storyline? What would be a better fight for Amanda? What would sell the most, right? It's not about, oh, top contender. Oh, who finished them faster? Oh, this. Oh, that. No. It's 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 who is a tougher fight. I mean, I'm not going to say that either woman. Both women are very tough fights. But I don't know. Uh, stretching real quick. Uh, all signs for me point to Megan Anderson. I mean, people know who um, people know who Megan Anderson is. People know who Felicia Spencer is. No disrespect to either one of those females. Amanda Nunes said that whichever one, basically, she really reiterated and you know let Dana know whichever one you choose to go with is the one I'm gonna go with. You know, I'll take either one of them. Both of them look absolutely impressive yesterday. So. It's going to be interesting to see which one. If I could pick, I'd pick um, Megan Anderson, being the fact that she is a former 145 pound champion over in, in, in Vita. So um, it would be kind of fun to see her finally realize that. Uh, little Quick little side note I betted against Megan Anderson because of her performance against Holly Holm, and I thought sometimes, you know. Uh, UFC jitters and just you know I doubted her. I, I'm not gonna explain it detailed breakdown by breakdown. I just I'm just gonna say that I doubted her and I'm sorry that I doubted her. Uh, she came and she delivered a, a knockout performance. When uh, I was it first round, second round. Let me look. Was it first round knockout? What is she? Did she? Let me see. I didn't watch the. Um, I, we're going to talk about the Kunte Laba versus Mustafaya fight as well, man. That was a very, very controversial stoppage, man. That was... Um, let's just quickly say talk about that. I mean, these guys come out guns blazing, both both landing some huge head kicks and punches. And, you know, Kunte Laba seemed a little wobbly. And, you know, the referee jumps in, you know, during an exchange and the fight's over. In uh, 38 seconds, I mean, these guys didn't even get to show uh, throw down. I mean, Kunte Laba jumps in the face of Ankalaev in the weigh-ins. And, you know, and you can tell that fight was going to be fight of the night, fight of the year material from, from the get-go. And, and, you know, for the first few 10 seconds or whatever, however long it lasted before the referee jumped in, it was a great fight. I mean, Kunte Laba looked a little wobbled. I don't know if he was wobbled. He says that that was part of the game plan and stuff. But, uh, but um, you know, it, it, it was just overall an unfortunate fucking situation. Yeah. Megan Anderson uh knocked out Dormant Dumont via uh yeah, knockout in, in three minutes thirty one seconds in the first round. Looked absolutely amazing. Felicia Spencer looks absolutely amazing as well. Um, I'd say with Megan Anderson, I mean Megan Anderson one punch knockouts over somebody like that. Absolutely amazing, man. So um so, 
like I said, it depends on what the UFC wants to do for Amanda Nunes next. And it just depends. It's 11-11. Take a hit of weed, ladies and gentlemen. It really depends, though, for sure. It really depends on what the UFC wants to do. You know, you got the most talented matchmakers ever, and you know, we, in reality, I'll, I'll sit back and think which fight would make the most sense, which fight would get the most tickets sold. And I, I'm saying Megan Anderson. I'm banking on Megan Anderson for that for sure, and um, I think it's, it would be a fantastic fight. Amanda Nunes defended her 135-pound belt against Jermaine Duranami in the last fight. And now, with these two featherweight contenders, you know, even though the the, the division's a little dead, I think that, <laughs> you know, the fight with Amanda, Nunes, fight with Amanda Nunes defending her 145-pound belt is a lot better of a situation. I mean... Considering the fact that Amanda Nunes is a double champion, considering the fact that um, now she just defended her belt against Jermaine Durandamine um, not too long ago, and now you can look at um, her fighting at 145 and defending her belt there. <coughs> we got um anyways like I said Megan Anderson and Amanda Nunes UFC make that happen it's Sunday it's the last fucking day of the weekend where are I getting all these followers from everybody's following me on Twitter now might as well man Any other news? Um, Islam Makachev versus Alexander Hernandez has been uh, talked about. That's an interesting fight. I like that. Interesting fight.
I like it. I don't mind that. Um, what else we got? Um, Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. Um, we'll talk about that fight. Um, that fight card late uh, next week or this next week on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. If I have that day off, we'll talk about that fight. We'll break it down. We'll talk about uh everything and you know, pray to God Yoel Romero makes weight. I'm going to keep losing my shit if all these fighters don't make weight. Especially in these championship fights. I mean, especially when Romero has a, a history of missing weight. It'd be best if he didn't miss weight. Therefore, if he beats Israel Adesanya... I mean, there's, I mean him beating Israel Adesanya is a... Is a... Is a, um, is a, good, is a good note, but also... Him beating Israel Asanya and and making weight is an amazing thing, ladies and gentlemen. So let's cut to a commercial break real quick. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome here. Sorry it took so long. Quickly before we begin and before we uh, get to the last leg of the show, appreciate you guys for joining us here. We are available everywhere. You get your podcast, folks. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. <coughs> And all the major podcast providers, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow our podcast page directly on Twitter and Instagram at KWTKPod, as well as um, following me on Instagram and Twitter at GTheKingMMA. Um, let me see, what's the last leg? What's the last thing? What's the things that we can talk about towards the end of the show? We got 15 minutes left here on this episode. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry, I got something in my throat. No homo. Um, no homo. No, no, no homo automatically means that you aren't gay. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't get fucking. Don't. Don't. Uh. Don't. Don't get offended or anything else either. <laughs> um. Ooh. Alexander Hernandez versus Islam Makachev. That's a bad fight for Hernandez. It's a young guy. So, I mean, he's obviously very talented and stuff like that, but Islam's a huge... Islam's kind of challenge, man. It's a huge challenge. It's a big... That's a, that's a challenge that not a lot of people can conquer. One person has conquered that challenge in Islam Makachev. I just think it's a interesting thing. Um, but yeah. Damn. Hmm. But, um, I don't think there's really anything left. Um, I think, uh, I think that's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. We covered everything we wanted to talk about. I mean, any, anything else where we have to talk about later on will be, um, talked about later on in, uh, the week and stuff like that. And, um, 
other than that, like I said, I appreciate you guys for joining us here. Like I said, you know the plugs at G the King and May on uh, Twitter and Instagram at KWTK Pod. Appreciate you guys for joining us here. Um, congrats to Figueroa. Congrats to Megan Anderson. Congrats to uh, Felicia Spencer. They all got it done. They all created a potential. Uh, they all. Oh, it's terrible. Megan Levy consoles Joe B after a rough loss when she was like right by the cage and she was leaning in there and she's gonna walk in there and console him. Oh man, like I said, that sucks for Joseph Benavidez, man. Such a such a loved guy and appreciated guy and stuff like that. So, um, everything else, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you guys for joining us. Um, for sure. We will be back in the middle of the week for sure, ladies and gentlemen. And um, I think that uh, it's interesting because we have a lot of stuff. Oh, some breaking news. So, um, I guess we don't want to end the show just yet. Henry Cejudo says, Dana White, let's keep the flyweight division great. Hashtag I love Trump. I'm coming back to take down... All their head sheds forever. Triple C. Bend the knee. So he's implicating that he's going to make flyweight again. And. You know. Um, hey. If he really. If he really. Uh, um, if they really. If he really plans on doing that. He might be serious. He's the kind of guy that's serious about stuff like that. And, um, ooh, he says, why don't you line them both up, Dana White? I'll be the co-main and main event in the same night. I'll beat the brakes out of both these ugly, detached Siamese twins. Who's he talking about? Oh, um, I think he's talking about, Fig what, wait, who's he talking about, Figueroa? Who's he talking about? Um, someone said that he knows he's going to lose to Aldo. That's why he's dropping down a flyweight. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, let's just end it out there. That's kind of fun. Um, a big topic for next week. And, you know, as time progresses and goes by, we can talk about the next fights for, uh, Amanda Nunes and stuff like that, and you all Romero Israel Asanya UFC Fight Week is coming up, so we can't dodge it, ladies and gentlemen. We can't let that go. Um, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it for sure, and I cannot wait to talk about all that stuff coming up very soon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gabriel Hernandez signing off. Appreciate you guys for joining us here on this episode, episode two forty seven. And then some, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back. Two podcasts and two days. Ladies and gentlemen, everywhere you get your podcasts, we are free. We are available. All our podcasts are available for stream and or download depending on the platform. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back sooner rather than later. Bye, folks.